Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. thing that happens to me when something is coming <clears throat> into my life that's big, something that's really going to make a, a change or a shift or an opportunity, something like that. Um, one of the things, one of the ways that I will know that that's going to happen, one of the ways, it's not the only way, uh, especially if it's something significant, is I'll start waking up at 2.20 in the morning with some question or statement or idea, some something going on in my mind. And it's usually pretty persistent. I mean, it was the way that I, w- I really felt that uh, um, I was going to start my own business because I was, I was waking up at 2.20 every morning for a year with this message in my head that said, if you want to live your dream, you have to leave. And you've all heard me tell that story before. Uh, what's, what's interesting about it for me as it pertains to that specific story and me starting the business was in, when, I look back at, when I look back at that time in my life, it, it's almost a miracle that it, have, that it even happened to begin with, even with all the study and the coaching and, and everything, because the person that I was at that time um, almost, almost needed a guarantee that this was my path, that this was my purpose. Uh, and, and can also keep in mind, I didn't know what this was at the time. I didn't know that I was going to be starting this business and speaking and writing and, you know, the whole coach, like I had no, I had no idea. I was just looking for what is my purpose? And I did not think at that time that I could afford to make a mistake. Um, married four kids, bills. I had built a career finally, uh, you know, out of nothing into something that allowed me that, that allowed me to be able to afford to uh, uh, take care of my family and to build, start to build for a future, you know, that whole thing. And I didn't want to jeopardize that uh, because in my mind, I didn't have the education to really go do anything else. I mean, I was really, I still had some pretty small thinking in some significant areas of my life at the time. So whatever it was, whatever my purpose was, it, I needed to know and know that I know uh, that it that it that I was making the right change, and that and really that also had nothing to do with the idea of could I actually do it? Like if I even know what it is, do I have the chops to actually be able to pull this thing off? So, um, the idea that I needed to know and I needed to know that it was coming from. God or the universe was very, very important to me. Um, that's why it took me six months 
to even approach my mentor with the idea of what was happening. And then it took me another six months to kind of punch holes in his theory because he said to me, what are you so afraid of? Just quit. Now, keep in mind, I didn't know what it was I was going to do. All I got was this message that said, if you want to live your dream, you have to leave. I did not know what that meant. And he said, just quit. In other words, quit my job. And I'm thinking, I there's just, that's crazy. That is so insane. I just can't do that. I had a job. I had one of those jobs uh, that still could live up to the promise, so to speak, of if you give us loyalty, we'll give you security. I could have stayed there for the rest of my career. That company is still there today. It still does what it did when I worked for them uh, 25 years ago. And, you know, it wouldn't have been an extravagant life by any means, but it would have been if I had, you know, budgeted my money and managed my life, you know, I could have scratched out a, a middle-class lifestyle. I could have had a, a retirement package. Um, you know, my kids would have been okay. Uh, it would have been the death of a dream. There's no question about that. Definitely the death of a dream. So I knew that. And I also knew that if I screw this up, I might not find that again. So I hear this message, 2.20 every morning. If you want to live your dream, you have to leave. It was one of those times where I'm thinking to myself, am I losing it? Like, am I, am I really losing it here? I didn't know. I was very concerned for my own mental health at the time. Because I was, I was from a logical, responsible place, I was taking so many chances. So many chances. Everybody around me was looking at me probably with the same concern, like just how foolish is David going to be with all of this nonsense? Like, he, he finally got it right. Is he going to fuck this up? You know, and I was concerned, you know, am I really going off the deep end with the idea of a dream and a purpose and, you know, hearing from God and all, all that stuff. So I needed to know, I needed some certainty in the direction of what it was that I was going to do. Um, so the choices that I made around this idea were, I put very strict rules in. And one of the first rules was that we weren't going to tell anybody that I was quitting where I worked. Because what I did not want was to have anybody involved in the message continuing to come to me or an opportunity coming to me. Remember, I did not know that I was going to start my own business. I did not know that this was the direction that I was going to go. All I had was the message, and the message said, if you want to live your dream, you have to leave. It didn't even say leave what, what to leave. It just said you have to leave. So I didn't want anybody involved in that. I needed to know, before my own mental health, that I was hearing from spirit. That was extremely important to me. So... My wife obviously knew, 
And the people that I worked for knew, but nobody else knew. And the reason was that I wanted to know that when it came to me, it was pure. That I really was listening to the right thing. And I hope that makes sense for everybody because if I couldn't trust it, what could I trust? You know, I mean, I was studying my ass off and learning about how to hear from God, how to hear from the universe, setting intentions, manifestation, believing for the thing that you want. I'm learning all of this stuff and I needed to put it to the ultimate test because it's really interesting when it's just something small like I'm gonna believe something for a new car or you know, a raise or you know, the kid gets into a good school or whatever. But for, for a, a career, destination for the unveiling of my life's purpose that was this is big this is a choice that has serious consequences to it if i muck it up so i give 30 days i give this 30 days and the deal that i made with my wife was this if if I don't have a clear direction in 30 days, I'll go back to work. I also kind of figured in the back of my mind that if at 30 days I felt that I, make a, that I made a mistake, that I could probably go back to the company that I worked for and plead temporary insanity. And because I was so good for that company, I think that they probably would have given me my job back. So I'm all, this is, this is everything in my mind. Like I'm, this is how I'm thinking. And 15 days into the 30 days, it's crickets, nothing. I'm not hearing from God. I'm not hearing from the universe. I'm no longer waking up at 2.20 in the morning. I'm paying attention to everything that I can pay attention to. And that morning at around, I think it was around 10 o'clock or so, my wife got a phone call from our next door neighbor. And she said, um, I need to come over and talk to you, you and David. And my wife said, well, what's this about? I can't tell you on the phone. I need to come over and talk to you. So I think it was around like 11.15 or something. She, she comes over to the house and we're sitting in the kitchen. Get a cup of coffee. And she said, look, we've known each other a long time. We're friends, right? She's looking for, she's looking for confirmation here. I have something that I have to tell you that we, you, you may decide you don't want to be friends with us anymore after this. And... My husband thinks I'm absolutely insane coming over here. He doesn't want any part of it. So I'm, I'm just kind of taking a step back. I'm not sitting down. I'm standing up. I have a cup of coffee in my hand, I'm, I'm, and I'm listening. And she said, this thing happens to me sometimes where I will wake up in the middle of the night and God talks to me. But God talks to me about other people. 
She And the whole time she's like, I know you guys are going to think this crazy. I'm so sorry. I don't, I don't mean to, to uh, uh, break boundaries. I don't mean to step into your life. Please forgive me. She's like so apologetic. She said, and I woke up and I got a message that I'm supposed to give to David. And I told Phil about it. And Phil said, you're absolutely out of your mind. Do not go over there and do this. Stay out of their business. Now, they didn't know that I had quit. They did not know what what I was doing. And as she's starting to tell me this, I'm starting to get this chill up my spine, right? You know, like goosies. And I'm just listening. And she said, God said to tell you to be patient. It's on its way. She said, is that not the craziest thing you ever heard? She says, what does that even mean? And I just started to cry. Because to me, that was an absolute verification that I, had, that I was hearing from the universe and that I had made the right choice. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, can this really be happening? Like, is this, this is unbelievable what's happening in my life right now. And she's like, do you know what that means? Does it have, she's like, please tell me it has some meaning to you. So I told her a little bit about what I had done, but not too much. And she's like, okay, so you guys aren't, you're not mad at me. We're still friends. Like, really, she's, she's feeling very torn up and conflicted about this whole thing. And we're like, no, absolutely. We're, we're totally fine. Um, she's like, and Phil's really worried that you're going to be pissed. He's really worried that you're going to like corner him in the garage and say, hey, dude, keep your crazy ass wife on a leash, you know, <laughs> just Reel, reel her in. So she leaves. I'm beside myself with what is happening. And of course, 15 days later, I get an email that offers me the opportunity to be able to step into what I do now as a business. That part isn't even so much that important. What's important about it, though, is I did what I was instructed to do. I followed the voice. I followed the suggestion. It took me a damn long time. But I really believe had I not done that, things would have not worked the way that they worked. And here's a couple of reasons why. The timing for this could not have been more perfect. It just couldn't have been more perfect. The opportunity was to buy a, to be a facilitator in Proctor's facilitation program that he was just starting at the time. I was in the very first group. Now, let's think about how nuts this is. I screwed around with this for 12 months he didn't have the facilitator program 12 months ago. 
And when I sat down and really thought about it, I was like, the universe had to know it was going to take me a freaking long time to actually make this decision. Because I was in the very first group of people that were sold into that business opportunity. It didn't exist when I first heard the message. That gave me enough confidence and really bolstered my faith to to really believe that I was seriously following my purpose in life. Now, catapult ahead a little bit. I also hear messages that come in a different way, slightly different, for other people. In other words, it's not just for me. It could be for me, but not just for me alone, but for others. In other words, either something that I'm going to do with other people or something that's going to happen with other individuals. And that one usually comes in at 3 a.m. in the morning. So I'll wake up at 3 a.m. with, a, with an idea or a message for someone, or a thought process, or a question in my mind. And the times on this are very important because when this stuff happens to me in the middle of the night, it doesn't happen in any other time. And it's not the only way that I hear from the universe. There's lots of other things that happen where I really believe that I'm hearing from the universe or hearing from God. But these are two two distinct ways, and there's two slightly different things. One is it's strictly for me. The other one is that it involves me, but it also involves others. So last night at 3 a.m., I woke up. And it said, tell them it's on its way. And I woke up and I'm like, what? What the hell? What is it? What? Who's them, you know, in the middle of the night, you know, you're, you're not all there. Who's them, what is it, and when is it, when, when is it coming? So I got up, I turned on the coffee, I made myself a cup of coffee, I got out my notebook, and I just sat down on the couch with my coffee, and I'm waiting to see if anything else at all comes with this. It's very distinct, it's very clear, and it says, tell them it's on its way, God is good all the time. And I'm like, that's it. It's a prophetic message for all of you folks, for whatever it is that you're thinking about or waiting for or expecting or wanting to happen, it's on its way. Now, I'm going to tell you some things that are very important about this. When you hear something, it's very important that you follow these instructions because here's where people screw stuff like this up. They start changing what they're doing. That's a big no-no. You do When you believe you're hearing from God or the spirit or universe, whatever you want to call it, you don't start changing what you're doing. You, in fact, I believe it's a confirmation. You've already been doing the right things in order for it to come in. The next thing is that very often you will see a door close of one kind or another. 
a door will close. Now, this is not 100%. I'm just telling you that very often we see a door close. I had uh, a really interesting experience one time. Um, I was on a trip uh, with my second wife up to the Redwoods in California. And we were going to be spending some time up there. And I was living in Rancho Santa Fe at the time. So we flew into San Francisco. We did this whole San Francisco kind of, you know, eating your way through San Francisco with all the real cool restaurants and stuff. And then we were, we were taking the trip up the coast, driving uh, up, up to the Redwoods. And we were we were having really great conversation in on the on the trip and and part of the conversation and i don't remember who the person was that because there was this there was this guy that she had been studying before we ever even met and it doesn't matter who it was I, if i remember who it was i'll tell you i can't remember who the person was um but she had been studying this person and one of the reasons that she was studying this person was that she went through a really big trauma in her life when her mother passed away. And it was, it was, it was very, very difficult for her because she had lost her father a couple of years before that. And then her mom, her mom died. And I didn't know her when her parents were alive. So I didn't, I didn't know what she had went through or, or any of this stuff. But she was studying uh, uh, this person's work. And part of the message that she got was, very often, we can't fulfill our purpose until one or both of our parents passes on. Now, that's not true for everybody, but it's true for a lot of people. Because the relationship that we have with them keeps us into this obedient scenario of being the son or the daughter to the parent and whatever it is that that parent needs you to be and whatever it is that you need to be with the parent, but it's locking you out. It's locking you out of your purpose. You're not able to complete your destiny while they're there. Now, again, this is not for everybody. Right? This part of the message is not for everybody. I'm using it as an example that very often one thing has to leave or transition in order for us to accept the next thing, right? This could be a job change. It could be a friendship change. It could be a location change. It's that one thing in your life is done, but it opens the door for the next thing to come in. That all that, the only reason I'm telling you that is because I don't know what your individual situation is as far as receiving what's coming for you, but I'm trying to show you how to pay attention. Because what we don't want to do is we don't want to start changing what we're doing. We also don't want to get into the idea that we're going to muck it up in our mind. Don't go crazy or start worrying about anything like that. 
Don't start stressing over decisions or what you're going to change or how you're going to do this. Or if there's an opportunity that's already dangling out there, should I do it? Should I not do it? Don't worry about any of that stuff. Don't worry about any of that stuff because we can get a little panicky around it sometimes. Like, I don't want to screw this up. If something's good's coming, I don't want to screw it up. Don't worry about any of that. Seriously, don't worry. The idea is for you to continue doing what you're doing the way that you're doing it and to pay attention to what is coming because it's coming. There is something great coming for each and every one of you. But the idea is that you recognize it. And the idea is that you, you step into the opportunity when it shows up. I also can't tell you how you're going to get it. Very often it comes, well, I think always it comes through another person in one way or another, right? But it could be, it could be a verbal opportunity. It could be a written opportunity. Uh, who knows how it'll show up? All you have to do is to keep doing what you're doing, but pay attention. Pay attention. Because there is something so powerful about this idea that it really has the potential to set up your destiny for the foreseeable future in a major, major way. Very important. Think about what have you been wanting to happen in your life? What have you been waiting to see? What have you been waiting to be, do, or have in your life? What is the thing that if it showed up, it could change everything? Because very often, one of the great things about this is that not only does it give you a physical opportunity, but it changes, it literally gets in and changes the strength of, of, of how you believe. When I went, when that happened to me, my individual strength about everything that that we're studying together, that I was studying at that point, it all changed. It went from, I know this, I believe this, to a belief that somebody couldn't take away. It, it went to a belief that couldn't be rattled. It really began to remove outside doubts and fears from my psychology about what I was doing. It was so significant. And it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't the fact that here's this opportunity, because listen, the opportunity was very loose, you know. Um, Bob had never done this before. Uh, he had no idea what it was gonna look like or what it was gonna grow into. And uh, it, it, I didn't know anything. I mean, you've heard me say a million times, I knew nothing about the industry. I knew how to attend a seminar. I didn't, I didn't know how to start a business that actually did that as a product or a service. I was not a speaker at the time. 
I had spoken in front of people, but nothing dynamic, nothing profound, um, no keynote thing. You know, usually it was in, an introduction. Or if, you, if any of you have ever been in multi-level marketing, you know that one of the things that that MLMs do, especially in the group stuff, is you tell your story. You know, you tell your story about how you met your upline or how you um, uh, how the product you know changed your life or you know that type of thing. So I had started to to do those things but nothing like what I do now. I mean, I had to start from scratch with everything. But it gave me the key thing that I needed to make all the rest possible. And that was this deep, profound belief that I was being guided in my purpose and in my destiny. That was when the idea of God works through faith, right? But that God is good all the time. That everything is happening for a profound reason in your life. Everything that you need is on its way to you right now. And I... More than the opportunity, the belief that that was true was the significant thing that I needed the most at the time because nothing, nothing that I had done, uh, that I had known, nothing was allowing me to be able to move those things forward in a way where you could actually you know, scratch it off and say, here's evidence of your success. I needed to be able to believe for every single thing that I needed to move forward. I needed to have a deep, profound, convicted belief that people were coming, the business was coming, the money was coming, the opportunities were coming, the people that I needed to meet were coming. The clients were coming. I didn't know where they were coming from. I didn't know how to market. I knew how to sell a little bit. I didn't know how to speak. I Here I am, I buy this program that is going to allow me to, to give me the legal right to teach in a seminar for three days. I barely spoke for three minutes, let alone three days. And I have to be able to lead a group of people through that for a three-day period of time in a profound way that makes a significant change in their life and also causes them to want to continue to work with me. So the belief in which I was coming from was so very, very important for me to be able to pull this off, it needed to be very profound and very convicted. And I think that the whole idea that this was coming into my life, whatever this was at the time, it was coming into my life. I believed it was coming into my life and I took action on every part of it. I burnt the ships. 
I said, this I'm going to do. I put all of my being into what was coming. It changed my belief. It changed what I was receiving and it propelled me forward in the most, the most amazing way. There's a lot of parts to this that are profound for you in the idea that there is something coming for each and every one of you right now. It is on its way to you right now. You have to pay attention to see what it is, how it's going to show up, and then be in your 100% yes for it when it actually gets here. But don't make yourself crazy about it. Just understand that it's on its way. And really burn into the cells in your mind. God is good all the time. Because like I said, for some of you, you may see a door close somewhere. And you might think to yourself, well, shit, David said something great was coming. Why did this door close? Because very often something needs to close for something else to open. I don't know what that is for you. You'll have to wait and see what that is. It's on its way to you right now. God is good all the time. And I can't wait to hear what it is that shows up in your life to make a powerful change and to keep you in your destiny. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.